Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Oh Those Toes, episode one for our second season, and a happy 2021 to you all. With you, as always, I'm Top Toes. And I'm Any. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, Any. Happy New Year, Top. <laughs> and this week on the podcast, uh, we have decided to open Any's mailbag. Well, it's, it's our mailbag, but let's face it, I got two pieces and you got a thousand letters to Santa <laughs> or a thousand letters to fetish Santa known as Annie. Uh, well, well, I didn't at first, you know, at first I just got those few and then I bribed my followers with um, free videos to whoever the, had the best question. So maybe we'll get to pick that on air and... Uh, send them their their um, reward <laughs> so bribery works yep <laughs> it sure does um not sure i didn't have any content i could bribe anyone with we didn't try to go that way dear god what i've gotten sure, myself into i'm sure that you could find something to bribe with but you know i'm sure but <laughs> Producing content of myself is not in my wheelhouse um, yet. I don't know. Although you finally joined the world of FetLife, so you've seen what my um, content looks like there. I guess that's content. Yeah. You, you've got a couple of really sexy pictures. Only a couple, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, your paddles are adorable. Um, that's true those are not sexy those are fun right but i you know i can't say they did it for me so right yeah not, <laughs> not unless i get to test drive one on you <laughs> that might do it so <laughs> i'm gonna choose batman oh that that's an evil choice that is um ash nice hardwood weighs a ton don't need to put much swing into it that one's painful so i should not choose batman well, it depends. He, how forgiving well, is the booty? You know, I like a little sting. I like a little sting, but I don't want bruising or to be remembering it, you know, five days later. All depends on who's wielding. <laughs> so, yes, uh, are we the individual hosts of now... Um, kind of reopened our FetLife world, uh, besides the page for the podcast uh, where we did get some uh, answers to the question there as well you know I uh, try it, it's hard because we definitely come from the Instagram community we met ourselves and met each other in the Instagram community we try to make sure this podcast isn't just about Instagram it's not it's just about feet and whatever else we feel like talking about obviously but we're trying to get out there and uh, the FetLife community is uh, embracing us and we, we thank them. Um, Twitter, you got to catch up. <laughs> I just, I just don't like Twitter. I, I'm Twitter not a goes fan. by so fast. I put out a request for a question and by the time anyone would be logged in to answer, it's buried. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I'm not a big, it's a different world. You know, I haven't given it a chance. I should say I haven't given it a chance. I think that the reason I stay away from Twitter is because um, you can't really be private with Twitter. And I don't want like, 
my grandma finding my Twitter and going, Hey honey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel like Instagram, I have more control over that than I do Twitter. I'm just, you know, yeah. Creature of habit. So the, the, the freedom, the freedom in the FetLife community comes from the fact that to look at anything, you need to have a FetLife account and then, okay. Uh, right. I don't necessarily care what, crazy kinky person sees what crazy kinky thing I'm doing because it's it's the mutual shame factor. Exactly. I don't yeah. worry about running into my librarian in the porn store because he's in the porn store too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Except um, I wouldn't know who my librarian is anyway. Do we have, have libraries anymore? <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't think there's any that are open right now. I think that you check everything out online or you download everything out online. I know it was just such a weird noun for me to choose. It, I think it just kind of librarian like- says the penultimate of vanilla person, and it's probably so not true. Those librarians what? are probably kinkier than you and I. Why didn't you say boss or something? <laughs> librarian. I don't know. It's it's what popped into my head at the moment. Anyway, yeah. Let's get back to the mailbag. <laughs> so. We put out a request for uh, questions people might want answered on the show, uh, topics they might want covered in a future episode, if we can make a whole episode out of it, and other suggestions about the podcast. And as you said, we got some things that implied that the people responding did not necessarily speak the English language to the best of their own ability. Right. But we got some great ones, too. We did. We did. We got some really good ones that I'm actually really excited to, to discuss. Um, I, I have to say we have to answer the most important question of all right now. Okay. Which was, when are you guys having kids? I love babies. When are we having kids? Now, if that is presumed <laughs> to be directed at Optos and any of the podcast, uh, one, we're not married. We're actually both married to other people. Um, and that doesn't affect my lifestyle. Uh, being poly, I could theoretically take on any as a partner, um, but that doesn't. There's no reason that should happen aside from <laughs> this dude's fantasy. Uh, to do you not already have babies? <laughs> I don't know that your wife or any of your girlfriends would be okay with us having children at this point in our relationship. <laughs> Uh, most importantly, I would not be okay with me having children at this point. I've made it this far in my life without having any children. Uh, I have watched all exes like a hawk for nine months after I broke up with them to make sure that no baby top toes have ever been uh, tossed on my doorstep. There are none. Uh, not not my lifestyle. Um, uh, to borrow from the LGBT community, their phrase, I am not a breeder. Um right. Babies are breeder problems, and I am not. Um, well, I I am a breeder. Uh, I do not consider it a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I won't hold it against you. Um, I I do have kids, um, and I've I feel like I have a lot of kids at this point. But um, I do get asked that question quite a bit. Well, I, you I are the woman who lives in a shoe, right, or j- right. just an oversized shoe closet. <laughs> I I have an adult child. Um, he is actually um, a Marine. 
uh, or soon to be a Marine, I should say. And um, I have a, a, a tween uh, and I have a toddler. Um, and the only reason why I'm being so open about this right now is because one, I don't need any more children. Two, uh, Top Tools is not my husband. We will not be having any children, but thank you for asking. Um, and then three, I am really busy. And that's really the reason why I don't do customs anymore. Um, it's hard to find a quiet room in my house. Um, and I'm, you know, with COVID and everything, we're not hiring babysitters. I'm not going anywhere. So um, I'm not I'm not really doing too many customs at the moment. I do very few for a select few clients and that's all. Um, but to go back to the original question, we will not be having any children ever. Well, could we <laughs> co-parent an animal? I, we've discussed in prior podcasts that you have uh, nearly a menagerie. And, uh, <laughs> I'm a dog lover. Um, we could. We could share custody of a pet. Going, I don't know. How, going how back and forth your... from the East Coast to Texas on weekends, even difficult. Uh, you know, it'd have to be like, you know, summers and... Yeah. It'd have to be seasonal, um, mm. but it but it depends. I mean, how do I know that you're qualified to be a dog daddy? Oh, you know, <laughs> that's right. You were telling me that I should get my neutered dog re-neutered because of his uh, obsession with peeing on strange things. Yeah, you're letting him mark in people's. Uh, I did not let him. <laughs> he attempted. I didn't let him. Or maybe you're too strict. You know, how do I know that you don't, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know. How how would I know that our, our co-parented animal would be safe with all of your um, crotch goblins running around? <laughs> yeah, you would never know. <laughs> right. So, okay, that answers that. We're not co-parenting. So we will have no babies between us. We have. You know what? We do have a baby. This podcast. Yes, that's a baby. <laughs> and you're listening to it. And there it is. That's it. This is our baby. This is the... No, but I did go back and I asked this gentleman who shall remain, remain anonymous. I did go back and I asked him. I said, hey, are you... I was like, me and Top Toast? And he said, well, yeah, you guys. And I said, well, this was a question directed... You know, it was supposed to be directed to my podcast partner and myself. And he said, oh, I thought your husband. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so there's a couple uh, a couple related questions we got that I. Because um, people do seem to be obsessed with us being a couple. So there was. um If you lived, oh, if dude lived closer, I guess I'm dude. <laughs> would you guys hook up? And, and would, would you... you film it for us desperate fools? <laughs> and there's another one later on. Um... And it's it's by the same person. And um, he did say we could use his name. Um, oh. fat, toes, fat toes shout out. Um, right. His other question was, is that also the guy who says, also serious about the hookup questions, would you all be hooking up if you lived closer? Content would be hot. Yes. Yeah. So 
this guy. See, I thought it was multiple fans. Ah. Uh, one fan wants us to have babies. One fan really, really, really wants us to hook up and watch it. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, we got, we got a little bit of that because it, I think it would be cool um, if we hooked up because then we could have, like, we could share our stories on air. And I think that's what the issue is, really. I think they just want more uh sex stories on airs i mean you know our followers are perverts our listeners oh, yeah. are perverts we're perverts. Okay we're perverts yeah. uh yeah because we do we have like occasionally we go to the uh top toes days in the the club scene stories um it would be cool if some of these stories were you and i i guess um and i do know that at some point in the future we will finally meet face to face because it's utterly ridiculous what great friends we are that we run a podcast together and we have literally never been in each other's proximity right. um you know it and is absolutely ridiculous it, it really is. is so that first meeting would definitely involve well, i don't know I, I think since we've said meet for coffee meet for beers uh perhaps it would just be meet for coffee and continue all day until we've covered all the other things you meet for in one day um right meet at meet go meet for parties meet for outings meet for that museum tour whatever like <laughs> yeah no um i mean covid really fucked us up because that was the plan this year for sure so um uh i've got one place like once people you know once people stopped getting so sick and things start to clear out uh clear up um I will be visiting uh, New Orleans, Louisiana for some family. And nice. visit number two is going to be New York area. So Yeah. And I haven't been into the city since before COVID hit. Um, not too long before COVID hit, thankfully. But I'm still definitely jonesing to get into the city. I love it out there, down there, where whichever direction it is, over there. <laughs> Not very far from it, but, you know, definitely staying the heck away from it because it's the highest population density in the world outside of, like, parts of China. Um, it's not yeah. a good place right now. Yeah, no, it, it's been pretty bad since the beginning. So, so uh... we're we're dodging part two of this guy's question. Would we hook up? Um, depends on your definition of hook up. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like you took the words right out of my mouth. Would be would there be some foot play? Dear God, there could not. Right, let's let's be honest with ourselves here. Yeah. And no, I, I it'd be ridiculous not to. Come on. Right. And I, I think <laughs> I think Mr. Enny's husband would, would understand completely. Yeah, he's actually um you know, we've had this 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 conversation before where he calls you um my Sancho. Um and you know, he's perfectly okay. Not that, you know, he's not like a cuckold or anything like that. And we're not in a poly relationship and we're not going to be. But um, I think he knows that, um, you know, our relationship is strong in all of the good ways. And I think he'd probably really enjoy it. So, yeah, I mean, he's given his permission. So, so <laughs> they, yeah, we are, yeah, so we're, we are the two. We, we are the mouthpieces of the foot fetish world. We we both speak of, enjoy, and 
per, perform no well perform is another question down the road um live the fetish <laughs> both and yeah we we'd go there i can't there's no way we could say we wouldn't go there would we yeah, I- would we record it for all the fools was it fools <laughs> yeah he said fools <laughs> um you know i met up with um monkey toes once and there was some photographic proof of it um i think now it, there's sort of sort of traditional picture that has to happen of feet over the face with just the hair showing oh we we gotta see the hair of right so <laughs> Would, would there be some sort of photographic proof? Sure. We're, we're, are we going to produce a porn video in that time? No, I really don't think so. No, probably not. No. no. Um, yeah, no, I think it's... Sorry, pretty... fools. <laughs> Specifically that fool. <laughs> Sorry to that fool. Um, yeah, I think if there was... Um, you know, I think if it were, if there was a possibility of something more happening out of this, where our partners would feel insecure about us, um, then the answer would be no. We'd respect each other enough that we would just wouldn't go there. But, no. you know, we're, we're, like I said, we're close in all of the perfectly good ways. And so I think it, it goes without saying that, yeah, there would be some, definitely some foot play, but nothing, you yeah. know. Oh, there's a, I think I either misread it or we just kind of ignored. There's the hypothetical. Would you all be hooking up if you lived closer? Well, if we lived closer, I think we'd be having, you know, beers and coffees and tacos more often. We would definitely probably try to do the podcast in person in the same room more often. Yeah. Um, Would we become a regular hookup? I can't see at this point in our relationship that, that anything would change. No, no, I think we're not like that. I think we're in the we're we're in the friend zone, you know. I think we're just. Now that doesn't mean that we won't walk the walk, as I said, perform as we've discussed. Um, And I was just listening to somebody else's podcast. I'll give them a shout out. I enjoyed them. Um, The Fetish World podcast. They're uh, much like us. They're two friends. They don't seem to, from what I could hear, be any sort of relationship or partners unto themselves. But they're in the fetish world in Montreal, uh, and they run a topic-based podcast uh, where they cover one topic only per, um... but I'm listening to them, and they're talking about an event they were both at, and they're talking about this party, and they're talking about that party, and like, and I'm like, I can't wait for COVID to end and try to find the party scene, because I haven't, haven't been to a party. There really hasn't been one, but I feel like after COVID everybody's going to want to do more. And I think that, you know, we may find parties and if we find parties that suit our fetish tastes and they're somewhere in between the two of us. Oh God. Yeah. Meet up or something like that. Have, have a shared experience under our belt to talk about on the podcast. Oh, that would be great. And work towards, work towards that dream of um, actually being the foot fetish presenters at some uh, event or party or something. Well, that was going to be my next thing. Don't get me wrong. If somebody is going to pay me to, you know, ball gag you and paddle the shit out of you, I fucking absolutely will and will enjoy it thoroughly. <laughs> oh, oh. It, but that doesn't mean that we're going to, suddenly you know, you're the top? specifically. <laughs> is my yeah. name Bottom Toes now? 
you're you're totally bottom toes when it comes to me. Oh, <laughs> top toes on bottom. <laughs> top toes, fr- top toes, topping from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, but definitely. Yeah, I can't wait for that to happen. Like, I don't mean the paddling. I mean like the us going to events. Um, you know, and just having sharing experiences and you yeah. Know, things together and i think we sort of answered number 26 are you being safe out there during the pandemic well we're not going to parties we haven't had a chance to meet neither of us have gone to new york city we've obviously put our life on hold for this we really have we really have yeah Uh, i'm i'm being safe as i think we're both in the same boat we're both as safe as we can within the limits of what we have for day jobs and the necessity to be out there doing them um but, you know, part of the safety and isolation of the COVID pandemic is this podcast. So, yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. You know, the world goes back to normal. Are we going to run out of time to do the podcast? Nah. No. No, we're still going to do it. Yeah, we'll just stay <laughs> up later and record at three in the morning. No, no, no three in the morning recording. <laughs> well, my three in the morning is only your two in the morning. It's, it'll be fine. Uh, I do go to bed about two in the morning, so it should be. But okay, let's move on to another question. You want to? Yeah, you why wanna... don't you? I've picked like three. Why don't you get hit one? <laughs> um, I will uh, pick one that was directed towards me. Oh, okay. Um, which is um? Oh no! Wait a second. No, yeah. Was that the one white toes? <laughs> White toes, question mark. White toes. Um, well, uh, Annie's got a little bit of a brown mocha caramel skin tone. Uh, she does look good with white tone nails. Uh, <laughs> I don't paint my nails, but being of a sort of Celtic Nordic descent, uh, my toes are white. My skin is white. My flesh is nearly see-through. So I hope that answers your question. Next. Yours are whiter than mine. So, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, what does the day of being an IG foot model consist of? Do you have a routine? Okay, um, let us hear. <laughs> um, there is no, I mean, if I were, if I did sessions, maybe I could answer, I'd have a better answer for this. Oh, come but... on, your answer is you wake up fabulous, you brush your teeth fabulous, you put on fabulous clothes that sometimes include <laughs> pantyhose, and fabulous shoes, you go to work fabulous. You come home fabulous, and then you go crazy trying to shoot the set before, you know, dinner or the dog tears down your camera rig or a child needs a diaper change. So, I mean... <laughs> Am I close? Then, yeah, you've, you've got it down. <laughs> I don't need to answer that. Uh, no, really. Every day is, is a little bit different. I check my social medias regularly. Um when it comes to Instagram, it, I check messages first because I, I, otherwise I get bombarded. Like I get really behind. I am absolutely horrible at checking emails. Um, Me too. My... I just noticed I had one from you from like six weeks ago. Oh God, what did I send you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 my routine is, you know, check Instagram periodically throughout the day response and messages and as far as selecting what I'm going to post it's typically 
um, when I feel that my feet are looking cute or there's something like extraordinary. And I don't mean extraordinary in a good way. I mean like something weird or odd or different. Um, I step in a, you know, pile of dirt and it's stuck to my toes. I'll snap a quick pic and post it. Um, as far as my photo shoots, I probably do that once a week to get all of my customs out and uh, to take some really good pictures and I'll post those throughout the week, but there is no routine. There's no, nothing special. Um, but you know, thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, okay. Where should we, well, I think there's a, there's a good question that comes up a lot, not just since we asked, um, I know it comes up a lot everywhere. Uh, and I want to give a little bit of attention to this question as a whole uh, right after we take this break. And we're back. So this question got asked us a couple times, but moreover, I see anytime any sort of model does any Q&A, either in a live show, just a question on the page, uh, any, anything. Everybody asks the same thing. So this this is a more specific wording. Should men openly say they have a foot fetish or wait for the right time to let it be known? Um, the more common is, how should I tell my new girlfriend, SO, whatever, about my foot fetish? Always asked. Always. Yep. Yep. Everybody that was wants to know that. That was a question from 10 toes down for 20. Um, a lot of people wanted to remain anonymous, but there's very, there's a few that really wanted us to say their name. So, um, okay. <laughs> thanks for that question. Um, and, um, should men openly say they have a foot fetish? Do you say yes or no? I don't know that I can answer part one. Um, in light of part two or wait for the right time to let it be known well inherently yes you wait for the right time um unless you're surfing for dates on fet life or on your instagram where you're liking a thousand foot fetish pictures an hour um i just don't <laughs> think you lead with that i don't think when you're trying to date somebody you lead with anything sexual uh, maybe if it's a Tinder hookup. Yeah, lead with that. <laughs> right. So so this is how men have to think about it. This is an excellent point. This is how people have to think about it. You go on a first date or a second date or you've gone on several dates and, you know, she's your girlfriend now, whatever. You don't, like, automatically jump in and be like, yeah, I like to eat pussy. Like, right, like right off the bat, you just don't do that. If you're having a conversation about sex, then yes, you know, or if she's asking you specifically or whatever, but I don't think that you lead with that. So you can't go on your first or second date and, or your Netflix and chill date and right off the bat say that you have a foot fetish. Well, um, uh, the Netflix and chill date, that could come up in a casual way. I mean, this is dating advice from Top Toes, who last episode admitted to grabbing a girl's foot and just tearing her shoe off within <laughs> four and a half minutes of meeting and within an hour of meeting having her feed mine off. So, um, but that's different. That's different. We're talking about, you know, you're dating. If you're talking about dating, you have a significant other. Um, 
I mean, if you're just in it to fuck, like you guys are just hooking up, like you said, a Tinder date, then say that because that's what you want. That's what you're looking for. And you want somebody that's open enough to give you that. Um, But if you're having your Netflix and chill date and the girl has like popped off her shoes and done, you know, slid up sideways on the couch, feet are visible. You might want to compliment her feet before she ends up accidentally like putting her elbow in your boner. I, you know, ease into it. I say offer a foot rub, just like you would a back rub or whatever. Offer a foot rub, Jimmy to rub your feet. And if she immediately goes, oh my God, ew, no, gross, you know, then, you know, don't push it. Um, But if she says, yeah, she's open to you rubbing her feet. I mean, that could lead into it. Yeah. She says, oh, you're really, really good at it. And then you say, well, I kind of have a thing for feet, you know? Right. And I, and I think the mistake that some men are making um, is that they lead with, with the, hi, my name is Tom. I have a foot fetish. And then you come across as a complete fucking weirdo. So Mm. my thing is, is let them know you as a decent man first. Like once you, once they see that you're a regular guy, that you're, or, or a really great guy, whatever, then you then you have the conversation about your foot fetish and then they won't they won't just think oh this is some fucking weirdo like you don't tell that chick at the grocery store like oh hey i see you got some apples yeah i like feet like i mean (laughs) right you just come across as a total fucking weirdo to somebody that's not fetishy like that but you you throw it in casual because it's you know there's so many questions we have about why is foot fetish stigmatized uh, you know uh, people are becoming more open and less open, blah, blah, blah. Um, you and I, we don't treat it as something so out there. We, we approach it with the confidence that it is the number one most popular atypical fetish in the world. Uh, sexual right. fetish, period. We, we, we explained that to uh, Dan and Don when we were on their podcast. Right. It's more normal than anyone thinks. What's abnormal is the way it's treated and to some degree the way we as the foot fetishists treat it. Um, You know, and that's partly because for a lot, it's also part of a sexual humiliation fetish. It's part of a DS. It's part of other things that are not necessarily so simple. But at the same time that you might in any other circumstance compliment be comfortable enough to compliment a girl's ass you should be com- comfortable enough to compliment her feet yes absolutely you know my example of the foot rub and you know she says and i very casually say yeah because i'm you know i kind of i'm into feet it's simple yeah. it's it's not i'm not turning it into something more insane than it is right and then some men what I've i'm heard... also not oh sorry no go ahead I'm also not immediately whipping out canes and saying I'm also into bastinado and falaka. Oh, and here's my rope. No, but I don't think, I think some of the stigma that's on foot fetish is because we don't know how to just openly toss it out there. You and I have said it a number of times and maybe it'll be our mantra. Treat it as though it's something on the menu. I mean, right. you know, guys well, yeah, and then, so- going down on women. So some men, what they're doing is, and I've had a couple of people like sort of chat to me about this is they want to know if they should sit the girl down and have a serious conversation about it. 
already you're setting it up to be something negative. If you tell her, I have something to confess, I have something to tell you, and you schedule a fucking date for it, and you sit her down on the couch and you hold her hands. She thinks you're about to tell her you're like fucking little boys or some shit. I mean, really. And then you pop up with, I have a foot fetish. You've, you've ruined it because you've built up this crazy, it's abnormal thing. You have to like work it in there. And like you just said, you have to act like it's something on the menu. That it's not this crazy, far off the wall thing that you got to tell her. Which leads us into... Um, a couple of our other questions, which is, do you think people are becoming more accepting of foot fetishes and why? Literally, my eyes were on that line, just as you were saying it. Um, <laughs> I think women are becoming more accepting of foot fetishes. I'm, I think that for better or for worse in our community, um, there's a lot of women who got the idea, Instagram only fans, money is to be made in the foot community and they get the idea it's easy money. They quickly learn it's not easy money. Right. They also quickly learn that not all the foot fetishes are creepy weirdos living in mom's basement. And some of them get the chance to learn that, hey, there's a lot as a woman to enjoy from a man who enjoys things about their feet. Right. And that's my favorite part about uh, people coming into the foot fetish community to make a quick buck. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're like exploiting it a little bit, but um, I think they end up, like they come for the money and they end up staying because it's a really fun fetish. Yeah. I mean, it's another asset that you have. Like you have tits and ass and feet. I mean, come on. (laughs) It's awesome. So yeah. And that's, Question number 20 on our list, number 25, why are foot fetish voyeurs shunned in open communities? Because you're being a creepy voyeur has nothing to do with feet because it's not nice and polite society to stare at anyone for any reason, especially for your own sexual excitement. Yes, without their consent. Yeah. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with the fact that you're staring at the feet. You know, I, I see women's feet all the time. I told a story about when a woman accidentally, you know, decided to give me a foot tease. Right. And, you know, <laughs> you got to try to stay casual about it. But I certainly am not going to track this girl down to stare at her feet or find some place where I can stare at her feet. No. And, and, and then photograph and record it for your pleasure later. Yeah. I, I don't for like yours, admit it. You've asked me way too many times. <laughs> That is different. <laughs> We've discussed this at length. That's different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why are foot fetish voyeurs shunned in open communities? Because you're being a voyeur. Because you are basically, under certain states' laws, actually sexually assaulting someone. Right. Uh, it, some it, states interpret it that it's way. borderline harassment. It, it really is. Yeah. You are deriving sexual pleasure from a person against their will whether you're touching them or not it it ain't cool but it has nothing to do with the fact that it's feet it wouldn't be cool if you were leering at their breasts or their ass or their even the way they did their hair yeah yeah yeah. leering at people in public not cool catching catching a slight glimpse of someone's feet and going hey that's nice 
yeah, we all do that. And breast guys do that with women bikinis. And, uh, you know, ass guys do that with J-Lo and other women in tight pants. And the list goes on and on. There's perfectly, I don't even want to say discreet, because discreet sounds like you're trying to be sneaky. No. Things I mean, get noticed. And, and, and it's okay to look and kind of glance a little bit, but really you can't stare. And if you And if you need to stare like go on twitter instagram you know all those other places that or or a sex club where yeah you can do it in person absolutely right yeah you know and you can go to a kinky sex club and some girl could be getting paddled some guy can get getting paddled whatever and you can ignore what they're doing and stare directly at their feet all day long still perfectly socially acceptable absolutely acceptable yes (laughs) um Somebody asks, do you ever get judged for being part of the foot fetish community? Well, I'm in the foot fetish community with people who are in the foot fetish community. They don't judge me. I don't get judged by people outside the foot fetish community for being in the foot fetish community because I don't run around with a name tag that says, hi, my name is Top Toes and I'm the king of the foot fetish community. Um, (laughs) Um, Have you had, you know, a, a, a... instance where you have felt judged when it's come out i don't know i don't talk about my sex life in my vanilla world much i'm not one of those guys who comes back on a monday morning high-fiving guys over my conquests i don't think i did that in my 20s and i certainly don't do that at the age i am now so i don't know why my interest in the foot fetish community would come out in my vanilla relationships at all my personal relationships, people who know what I'm into because they're peripheral to my sex life. I don't know, like close friends and whatever. No, I get no judgment. Um, as okay, as Bliss said last week, her toes were in my mouth for a couple hours of this party. And these people who are not part of the foot fetish community, but part of my close friends were unfazed. So no, <laughs> I guess I don't get judged for it. Yeah, um, no, um, we don't like my husband and I everybody knows he's a foot guy just because he's constantly um like he notices shoes and he notices pedicures and and that can be a little bit weird once they know that he has a foot fetish you know um but my feet he's forever rubbing my feet like he doesn't outright worship them in front of everybody that's not something that we do in public but um, you know, we'll be sitting on the couch, like at Christmas, we were sitting on the couch and he was rubbing my feet and everybody, it's sort of general knowledge that he's a foot guy. They yeah. don't know what goes on in our bedroom. They don't know the extent of it. And most of my family, if not all, um, know that I have an Instagram page. Um, a lot of his friends, uh, almost all of my friends and coworkers know that I have an Instagram foot page. So they know that we're um, foot people and I don't get judged for it. And I don't know if it's different because I'm a woman, but I feel like, I don't know, like, I mean, they kind of always say like, oh, Eddie's a freak, you know, kind of a thing, but it, in a positive way, they don't, they're not like, ew, she's a freak, you know, it's, so I, I don't feel any judgment. Um, no, neither do I. Now, I was thinking about something we talked about with Dan and Dawn in the uh, fetish community. And then maybe we touched about it in our own podcast about the fetish, fetish community as a whole. The foot people don't fit in well there. 
but I don't know that we're necessarily judged. And what I do find is that when the foot people get a chance to present to the larger BDSM community, the larger BDSM community always, always realizes, Hey, there's more stuff I can put in my, um, my recipe book, uh, put on the menu, whatever Mm -hmm. expression you want to use. Um, but maybe not judged, but not often included or acknowledged. Like I said about Montreal fetish, there really wasn't anything there. You know, most of it is a lot of latex. There's a good amount of bondage. There's always anything like that's going to have something with spanking or whips or flogs. You usually don't see much really thrown towards the foot fetish community. And then sometimes they look at it and go, oh, well, everybody's wearing, you know, 42 inch platform heels aren't you covered (laughs) so you know what they think they're giving to us they maybe don't necessarily understand our community well but i don't it's also not judgment it's maybe just a little bit of um ignorance i feel like a lot of the real fetishy people don't see the foot fetish as a like as a big fetish like it's not anything like they don't bat an eye they're just like oh you know, they like feet, like it's, I don't know. It's it's just like not important enough. It's not a big deal. It's not shocking enough to be in that. No, but if you're lucky though, they'll find you after they've done their big long scene and, uh, you know, perfectly good for you to give them the, 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 uh, foot rub or even foot (laughs) worship in the, in the follow-up. So so you just got to hang around long enough for that. Yeah, and in that regard, the foot fetishists do always get lumped in with the subs, whether they are or not. That's yeah. In the, in the greater BDSM community, there's a, there's a complete misunderstanding of how we fit in a power dynamic or how we don't necessarily always fit in the same power dynamic. Yeah, and then so do you – so here's another question. Do you think it's social media that made the foot fetish more acceptable in society? I would definitely say that the social media made the foot fetish more apparent in society. It's it's definitely contributed, but um, I feel like regular Instagrammers, the quote unquote normal or vanilla people on Instagram, when they come across some of our pages, we still get sort of judgment for that. Like I'll get a nasty comment here and there that says, ew, why are you showing your feet? Or ew, those are... Yeah, I always like, ew, why are you surfing my page? Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm, you know, and I suspect they've fallen down the rabbit hole. It's not that they have a fetish or anything like that. I think that, you know, somehow they they thought read something else. Yeah. Um, But I don't think it's... I think if it was really judgment from society, we'd see a lot more of it. I think you occasionally run into a judgmental person no matter what you're doing. But this is true. I mean, you might get somebody with the exact same tone saying, hey, why are you drinking white milk? You know? (laughs) How dare you? You're disgusting. (laughs) There's judgy people out there no matter what you're doing. It's true, yeah. Um, But I don't... I don't feel I get a lot of... To to bring it back, I don't feel I get a lot of judgment for being part of the community. The people I'm closest to understand that i'm a foot fetishist um but you know again you interact with the community within the community and we did discuss earlier how you bring it into your romantic partners um but on tuesday in the office there's nothing foot fetish right. going it's on none of their business. unless it's i have to be glancing down at my phone trying to check my instagram messages 
Right. Well, it's none of their business is what right. it ends up being. It's none of their business. Your sex life is none of their business. Um, so here's another question. Many men get judged heavily on this fetish. How would you advise us to embrace our kink? So I think we've been doing that. Like I think we've answered that question. Embrace it and be as casual about it as you're in anything else in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't be ashamed don't think of about yourself it. as a freak when you need to bring it up. Think of it as something like we've said, it's something that's on the menu. It, it's not the, the, the is all be all core of anyone's existence. It's something you enjoy. Um, People enjoy Xbox. Well, gamers get ridiculed too. Um, people enjoy cars. <laughs> people have a taste for fine cars. And the people who have a taste for fine cars, some have a preference for German, some have a preference for Italian, some have a pre- preference for British because they're sadists. Um, <laughs> some, have, some men have a preference for breasts, some men have a preference for ass, some men have a preference for feet. It's that casual. It's that simple in my mind at least i've always taken that attitude with it yeah i say embrace it i don't say wear it like a badge of honor um i mean any guy who would like rum down the street in a like one of those team pretty v t-shirts more power to them yeah awesome man totally yep not not what i do i mean maybe if i finished up this career and was doing something kind of casual on the west coast on a saturday maybe i'd wear a team top toast t-shirt on the street um not where i am right now doesn't doesn't make sense for what i do and what everything else i do in my life to put any sexual proclivity on my chest right exactly yeah so um maybe i should get a team top toes sticker on my skateboard though (laughs) you still ride a skateboard i just got one i just spent uh well, I don't even know. I'm a bit on vacation, so I don't know what weekend is. But I spent a few a day or so after uh, a few days after Christmas um, getting this thing back in running order. I got it for free. I needed a bit of work. Yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy. That at your age you're still riding a skateboard, or that you can, I should say. Um, I don't do it well. I need some practice. I haven't in decades, so it's going to take a little bit. But it's something I've just wanted. I don't want to go to the skate park and do tricks. I want to be would love to be able to just skate through the the halls of the building at work, be like, you know, the Microsoft style. Can't do that. But I'm totally about, <laughs> you know, being able to hop on my skateboard and cruise up the street at lunch instead of walking. You know? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Keep in the back well, seat of my car. And... Don't hmm? break anything. No, no. <laughs> um, what positive changes will you make in 2021? I'm going to give that one to you. Okay. Well, um, I think somewhere in 2021, we'll get better microphones and better software. Um, these are questions directed to the podcast, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> say um a few less times. Although I think my um is your so. I've listened to a couple episodes and you so, so, so a lot. Oh, I um a lot too. Yeah, we both do. I really do. do. Yeah. That's what happens when you do something like this unscripted. But I hope that makes it for a better show. Um, well, I, I speak just like I speak. I mean, it's not, I'm not on, you know, it's not, we don't, I no. say we don't turn each other on. <laughs> We've yet to find out. That might be something for 2021. <laughs> Um, 
So positive um, changes for us as relates to being top toes in any on the podcast. Um, we're going to try to expand our, not our audience. Definitely. I think we want to push a little harder to expand into being part of communities other than Instagram so that we're reaching a broader base. I think our first step in that has been achieved with the getting a little deeper into fat life. Mm-hmm. So there's a great group of people that is a lot of our target audience there that they interact with us. They've answered some of our, or asked us some questions themselves. Um, we're just, we're, we're new in that pond. Um, yeah, I think we should hardware software, get a little uh, better with how we're recording this show. That'll take a little bit of time, but um in that regard, uh, sponsorship helps. And as a listener, you can throw us an individual sponsorship. Um, it's available on our page on um, Spotify. Not saying yeah. you have to, but I mean, definitely. Um, if you'd like to hear better quality podcast sound wise, um, you know, throw us a couple nickels towards getting a couple better mics. And, you know, I think your, uh, your investment might pay off. Yeah. Um, personally, do you have any well, um, changes you want to make? In regard to in regard to what's going to affect us in the podcast, uh, definitely as 2020 gets hopefully back to a society where we can do more, uh, I'm going to dip my toes back in the um, the fetish community in person, um, so that maybe there's some more stories to tell or more uh, insights to give or more perspectives to give. Um, yeah, this is something we can do with an online audience um, and uh, based on online interaction. But I think being out there among the humans is going to be helpful, I think, to bring us a yeah. better podcast. I'd, I'd like to add um, ex- experts to our podcast. Yes, um, definitely. I think it's going to be, I mean, I love having our guests on. We always have so much fun with them. Um, but I think we're going to try to focus a little bit on the experts. Um, it's time consuming. So I know that not everybody, you know, wants to spend their time recording with us, but that's for me, that's going to be a, a, po- a change that I want to see in 2021 as far yeah. as the podcast goes. Figuring out what defines an expert is uh, its own issue. <laughs> you know, just like we had that problem with the guy with everybody claiming to be that guy with the perfect written foot, foot, uh, footwork <laughs> technique. <laughs> Um, everybody is going to claim to be an expert on something. Um, right. We were sought out. Now, we never claimed, but we were sought out as the experts. And I, I don't think we did a shame by ourselves. And I guess. No, yeah, that was good. I guess you talk to people and you find out what they're into. Expert based on having significant experience with something, I think. Just, you know, vetting. Good vetting. Which leads us to... Um you know, a suggestion that we had, which is to have some um, more Instagram models on, like we had some uh, names specifically requested. And, um, you know, if if you'd like to be on the podcast, we want to have all types of people on. um, But we just have to have you reach out to one of us um, by way of a voice message. Um, so your typing skills may be great, but if you sound like a dud, <laughs> it's not going to make for a very interesting podcast if no one can understand what you're saying. So send us a voice message and we'll go from there. Yep. And send us a voice message and talk about what you, um, what you know, what, 
what your perspective is. What makes you different from somebody else? Um, you know, when it comes to how we selected our guests in the past, uh, it's been for different reasons. Our first guest was based on somebody that you and I have both known for a good amount of time in the community. Again, a person we've never got a chance to meet face to face, but it was rapport because we're starting this show where we're building our own rapport and we needed somebody who could come in with that and be equally comfortable with the two of us. Right. Yeah. And so that was really the, um, and I mean, and she's fantastic. Soft Soul Queens is just amazing. So um, we were only on our third episode, so we're still getting our feet wet and we just wanted to have somebody that we knew we both um, know and liked and admired and appreciated. So and then some of our other guests have been based on conversations that came up in pre- previous um, podcasts. Like we'd kind of talk about what we talk talk amongst ourselves after the podcast was over about something and said, oh, my God, we needed somebody who kind of who do we know that understands this from a little more of a, a dumb situation? And Susan came to mind and she became a guest. And right, it's, yeah. it's been fluid and organic. Um, yeah, it, it, it's not um, like the list isn't planned and you don't have to meet any certain type of requirements or anything like that. Other than, you know, you got to be a fun person. You have to be a, you know, a positive person. And um, uh, I we've been getting a lot of, I've been getting a lot of requests to be on the podcast. But um, I have to say, as interesting as your stories are, they're, um, a few people that really just want to come on and talk about themselves and their experience as, uh, you know, foot fetishist, which is great, except that we can't cater to, you know, all, you know, 30 or 40 of you um, because yeah. it'll be, yeah. So, I mean, it'll be, it won't be the same story over and over again, but it'll be the same story over and over again. It's the same yeah. reason why we really haven't, people have said, well, yeah, we've got some questions about origin story or we've, uh, these are things we've discussed. Um, you know, when did we first discover has been touched on? Um, the story well, doesn't change much between episodes. So some, you know. Well, so I did get a couple of those questions, which I think I'm going to go. I mean, let's go over them briefly um, in just a moment when we come back. Okay. Okay, we're back. And so before the break, we were talking about, I think the question that came up was, when did your fetish start and with who? Uh, it was also asked, at what age do you learn or acknowledge you have a foot fetish and how did you come out? Uh, when was the first time you realized that others really loved your feet? Well, um, we're going to take the cop out on this and make you do a little <laughs> uh, work because... I know any answer to those questions in our absolute first episode, episode one, hashtag InstaBesties. I told the story of my first foot fetish experience or acknowledgement uh, in episode two, Let's Go to the Movies. Um, feet on film. Uh, pardon me, feet on film. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but you did tell your story um, as we were talking about all the um, uh, movies with feet in them. So, yeah. We did. Similarly, we've got... So, you're going to have to go back and listen to those. <laughs> um, They're really good. 
Are you a fan of toes? If so, do you prefer long, slender toes or short, plump ones? Which do you prefer, long, slender toes or short, plump ones? Interesting, those two people have the exact same language or they forgot they asked us already. No, it's a different person, yeah. (laughs) Really? Different person, exact same language. Um, Then there is, what do you like most about feet? And will you grow your toenails out? Well, I've never answered, will you grow your toenails out? But I have enough trouble with these uh, these flippers, as you refer to them, uh, tearing through my beloved socks too much, wearing them out. So definitely not growing my toes, toenails out more to put more stress on all my socks. But for any answers to that and our answers to preferences, um, the not so much listened to episode, and I think maybe we failed on the title of that. The episode was called The Election Special. And no, we were not talking about Donald Trump and Joe Biden, although we did talk a bit about Hunter Biden. Um, That was the episode where we went through all the different this or that kind of preferences, all the choices that can be found within the foot fetish. So if you want to know our opinions on fat feet, skinny feet, wrinkled, uh, smooth, et cetera. Type of shoe, toe length, all of that. We, all we of voted. That. We voted um, on the election special. So it wasn't about the actual election. We just randomly voted on random things. Um, and it's actually a really good episode. Um, so lo- don't let the election special title scare you off. Um, but yeah, we, we talked about what our perfect foot type is. Um, I think we even discussed clean or dirty. So the question of black, dirty feet, yeah, you're going to have to go back and listen to that one as well. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we got a lot of, do we have a foot fetish? And if so, when did you realize that? Um, we got a lot of those, but we, we did discuss those in episodes one and two. And really throughout the entire podcast, we're constantly talking about that. So, I mean, it's obvious we both have, we both are foot fetishes. So. Yeah. We've yeah. all, we've talked about one or more of these in just about every episode, but we go into the very back and forth of the, the details in that episode. Um, but here's a related one. Um, why do you think some people have an attraction or adoration for dirty souls? Now, my thought on it, and I don't, but my thought on it is that it is just, it goes even further into the submissive nature. It goes even further into the, the female dominant male submissive nature that often expresses itself in foot fetishism. So if the feet are the lowest part and that is all you're worthy of, and then they're dirty to the point of black, as somebody said, um, right. And I assume he meant black with dirt, not African-American. That's what I assumed. I didn't think anything else. (laughs) um, Then, yeah, I think it's just an extension of that. It is the lowliest of low, now dirty. It it is the expression of lick the dirt from my soul spine, you know, and I think that's. Yeah, it's just another tool for humiliation. Yes. So I think that definitely applies in the foot fetish realm in the. uh, highly submissive male, which is a topic we are definitely going to have to go in better with a guest on. Yes, absolutely. Because although I, 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 I we got a little bit of that when we interviewed Bliss, um, she's 
flip the table on me. But um, <laughs> the the true mindset of the submissive male is not something I'm going to be able to give you, and it's not something Annie's going to be able to give us because she's got what you've called him the alpha male husband. Mm-hmm. I did have I do have a a good I was going to say follower, but he's a good friend. Um, he likes dirty, dusty souls. Um, and the reason he's given me for that is because they smell different. Yes, part of it is, you know, he likes um, humiliation a bit. But but also, he said, um, it, they, they have a different smell. It's not like a sweaty, vinegary, you know, cheesy. It's none of that. It's sort of like, um, I think he said it was like um, like that sort of smell that you get right soon after it rains. Sort of an earthy smell. So, you know, we, we have to have a, uh, we're going to have to have an expert on so he can teach us all that. We don't really know. We are. I'm seeing a couple questions here that I think we're going to have to wait um, until we get an expert. And they're, they're good prompts for finding us ourselves an expert on some of these things. Um, no, this one's not this funny because we mentioned the movies episode um and i think this is a good time for people to understand that yeah just because the hopefully you know us well enough by now but maybe you didn't when that episode came on just because the title is let's go to the movies yeah we talked a lot about the movies we always talk about everything we always we always go off so there's always nuggets uh, pearls of wisdom hidden among the random topics that we discuss but right. have you ever gone to the movies and propped up your bare feet? I've seen it a couple times in my life. Um, I think I've even kicked off my. The, now that you got stadium seating in those recliners, I think I've even kicked right. off my shoes. Um, have I gone to the movies and found a vantage point where somebody else may have? And I just like talking about that high school story, you know, where you where you sit so that you can see the girl you want to see. Uh, you sit behind her. <laughs> yeah. Behind and just to the side of. So there's another head in your way. Um, so I've gone to the movies and maybe picked my spot based on, although more often than not, I might actually realize that's going to be on my line of sight and change it because I actually rather pay attention to the movie. Right. You just paid to go watch a movie. <laughs> right. I, didn't, I mean, are they good enough feet to be better than the ticket price of the movie? That That's the question you got to ask yourself. But have you ever because no one really wants to see my feet in socks. <laughs> Have you ever popped off your um, shoes at one of those stadium seat movies or in the old days when they had the rail in front? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Um, I try, I mean, we haven't been to the movies in, you know, forever now, but um, when I did used to go, I, I stopped wearing, um, I stopped going barefoot because it's just so cold in there. Mm. So I'd end up wearing socks. But I definitely, uh, I definitely prop my feet, assuming there's not a person sitting in front of me, because I think that's just rude to put my feet on their chair. Um, You know, unless you're one of my followers or a fetishist, you probably wouldn't like that. Um, But yeah, I, I, I've definitely been guilty of putting my feet up um, many, many, many times. Yeah. Mm. So someone asked, you're here. I found the question I wanted. Somebody asked. You're given ten million dollars to a giantess production. What is your plot? Well, I don't really know anything about the giantess world. Um, I think Susan mentioned it very briefly that she enjoys men who have that fetish. I don't know that you've catered to them much, aside from some guys who have done um, 
edits of your photos. I I actually love the giantess fetish so much um, that I have giantess week a couple okay. times a year on my page where I post just giantess contests uh, content. Um, it is definitely one of my favorite fetishes and it's one that I, I need to get into more. The only reason why I don't is because um, it requires, the content requires a lot of body and face in mm. the, in the, in the content. Vor is almost always included with that. Right. Which I don't like to do. I um, I don't like my face or my body in the videos. And so it's hard to do tests just only from, you know, the thigh down or the knee down. Well, um, but I, okay, let's, let's just say that you're giving $10 million to do a giantess movie. And that's the only condition you can have these $10 million, but you have to produce giantess content. Now I, I want to stop you here. I want to find another guest who also is into giantess either as the sub or as another female who produces content. And I want to do a giantess ep- episode. Oh, um, I definitely want to do a giantess episode. So Mastro, hold Mastro on to that female, question. Yeah. We'll use that as the jumping point for the giantess episode. Okay. <laughs> well, it's good. Cause I don't really know what my plot would be. Well, well no, now you've got do. some time to think of it. Actually, no, I do. I have a favorite. Like, if they leave it up to me, I, I do have a favorite scenario that I like. Um, um, we got another yeah. person wanted some crush fetish. I think those two go together. So I think crush and giantess will definitely. Let's do a whole episode on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, it would be. In, I think it's, it's something interesting. My my printer screwed up to hear views on foot tickling. Well, I was supposed to have an answer to that. Oh, it'd be interesting to hear views on foot tickling. That's what I got. But oh, it is. Okay, that's why I can't read it. It's... So I just want to give credit to my to my guy that asked the $10 million question. Lo Mario 7 has a fantastic, uh, he, he does great edits. So, okay, sorry. All right. No, absolutely. To... But we're going to promise him an episode devoted to giantish and, and crush and things of that nature. I think an entire episode. That Otherwise, we could be here all night. That definitely deserves its own episode. Um, um, my right, so it's interesting tickling. to hear views on foot tickling. Well, I was supposed to have a um, a content creating session. Um, you know, my side 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 hustle as a fetish photographer videographer. Uh, got to meet up with the model. Uh, set up the camera. Figured out the angle so that I could, you know, tripod it and do the scene where she's mostly seen, but you know, my f- hands are still in it, but I'm not blocking in a part of her, you know, block the whole thing out, did all my uh, director of photography and production value stuff and discovered that I couldn't get this girl to giggle or squeal or even let out a peep. I'm like, wow. you didn't check that before you drove out. <laughs> we shot, a ton, this, we shot a ton of extra stuff. We made the made the trip worthwhile by far, but yep. So she was not ticklish on a regular day or just I don't know if we want to call it stage fright or just didn't realize that she wasn't as ticklish as she thought she was just because the pedicures with the brush tickles her. Um we tried various implements. 
Uh, specifically, we wanted to make one in pantyhose, so we don't know if barefoot tickling would have been better, but the whole idea got scrapped. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, might be recording a different tickling scene with another model shortly, and maybe by then, I think tickling onto itself, I think we need to find a, um, I think we need to find a tickly. Um, or, or both. We could we could have a, a tickler and a tickly. <laughs> um, I hate, the, you know, I've said this on multiple episodes. I do not like the foot tickling. Right. I hate it. I we hate got it. into it with Susan, and she was she, she's a reluctant enjoyer of foot tickling. Right. Um, but yeah, I I think tickling is definitely an episode unto itself. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah, and a lot of, a lot of times the tickling goes hand in hand, side by side with with bondage. Yep. Oh, I had my rope and all kinds of other accoutrement. Didn't help. I think it scared her. <laughs> um, quick short one. Are most models by? Uh, there was a longer version of the question. I I made a note because it came in late. Did you have the whole question in front of you? Or um, not? gosh, what did he say? Yes, he's wait. Um, yes, yes, yes. Okay, are most foot models by? <sighs> Shut. Lots of girl on girl, but not sure if they're by in real life. Well, I would say, especially uh, as the millennial generation gets involved, um, strict definitions of sexuality are going out the window anyway. I think overall, there's a slow slide to human beings realizing human beings are sexy. Um, yes. Maybe that's me flying my own flag a little bit over the podcast. But... Two, I think, especially with foot models, um, there's a potential guest that I know enjoys, would not identify as bi as far as I know, but enjoys foot sessions with a co-model that she trusts and works with regularly. And I think to the, especially to the newer generation of foot models, it's a being willing to do girl-on-girl foot action doesn't really require being bi anyway. Right. Yeah. The, I think I think maybe what he, w- what he wanted to ask was do the models enjoy other female models worshipping? Maybe. Um, because I can't say that I have, I mean, I don't have that experience, right? So I don't know um what that's like, although I do have something planned in the near future. Um, You'll have a good story to tell. Oh God, it's going to be so amazing. I, I I don't want to spoil it, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll tell you later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, I, I can definitely appreciate a beautiful foot. So there are certain uh, pictures uh, posts from certain people that sometimes will pop up in my feet and I go, whoa, and I can feel the the tickles in certain places. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm bi. I do think, I do find women extremely beautiful. Um, and I'm not opposed to having experiences with them 
Um, but I wouldn't say that I'm bi exactly. Well, more of a pansexual, you know what I mean? Like when I'm attracted to a person, I'm attracted to a person. Mm. Uh, yeah. I don't know that There's... I specifically look for maybe I'm even like more like a sapiosexual. Like they have to have a good mind personality for me to find them attractive. And then, and then once I find them attractive, then I can be turned on by them. But I don't think there's anything out there that I just look at without knowing the person and just go, Oh God, that just made me wet. Like there's. Mm. Yes. Good, good sapiosexuality, which is great for, you know, podcasting because we're all thoughts and no, no visual here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I just, I don't think that for a lot of the foot models out there, they would have to self-identify as bi to enjoy that particular act. I mean, there's, there's definitely some models out there that are performers. Um, and that's okay. You know, that's all right. They, they definitely put on a, a good show for everyone. And that's, you know, why they're popular and people pay for that. But I would say that most of us have evolved and I've said that since episode one you know it evolves we've evolved so we start off sort of just liking a pretty toe and then before you know it it, it's attractive to us before you know it we're looking at that girl you know you know at the the street and the in the store and the gas station whatever and checking out her toes and going oh she's got some sexy toes you know like it's sexualized which is Another question that somebody asked is why are feet considered sexual? And I don't think they're considered, I don't think there's anything that's like considered sexual other than tits and ass, but um, we find them sexual. So Yeah, we, we find them sexual because right. that's our fetish. Why right. it's our fetish, I'd say we're wired that way, but you're implying that you have found the sexuality of it. So there's some of us, especially probably more of the male audience, who are just wired that way, have always felt that way. And we have shown through various podcasts, guests, and uh, our personal experience, your personal experience, that uh, people get brought into it because they realize that it's it's a great erogenous zone. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so here's one that's directed at you. Uh because I wasn't previously a dom. So do you personally enjoy being more dominant in the foot world or sensual and kind, especially considering you were previously a dom? Well, I I think that he's confused because I've never been a, a dom. No, I believe you have a tagline on your profile that says, in a prior life, I was a dom. Right. And and I think that's, that may be where they're getting that. Like, And, and it think... says, in, in another life, I was a dominatrix, is what it says. Right. So um, we'll skip the second half. Do we personally, do you personally enjoy being more dominant in the foot world or sensual and kind? But then that goes back to, we've answered this one. We both definitely, I think, although I have fun with sw- sw- being a switch and have approached the fetish both in a dominant set role, in a submissive role, and just in a sensualist role, I think you approach it pretty much in a sensualist role. Um, I I do. Um, so I think it just depends on the person. Um, 
so there are some people in my um that I've gotten close to you know yes we met on Instagram but I've gotten close to them and to those people I'm sweet and kind um and then there's others you know it just depends on what kind of relationship you have so with my subs um my subby friends uh some of them prefer a more gentle version of me and some of them prefer a more dominant one um I do not mind being in a dominant role at all but as a whole uh you know personally I'm sort of in between I'm I'm kind of switchy myself so but yeah but I, I was not a dom like just to <laughs> you're not actually a pro dom in a pro except in a previous life yeah so I but I have said that if I didn't if I didn't have um a husband or children so even if I did have my husband but I didn't have any children that would definitely be an option for me. Um, that's something that I would pursue. I just don't think that that's uh, appropriate for my lifestyle right now. So for fun, you know, yeah. And then and I definitely keep pets. Um, I do like to keep a pet or two. Um, I just wouldn't do it 24-7 or for a living. Okay. Here's one I think I just touched on. Do you think foot fetishism emanates more from our id, primitive instinctual part of our mind well i said yes it's sort of for a lot of the guys it's just imprinted i don't think you could call it anything else and since the women who are brought into it are brought into it a lot because they don't realize until one of us brings them into it that it's such an erogenous zone and if we're talking erogenous zones we're talking it if you're talking sexuality you're talking it I don't intellectually like feet. I sexually like feet. <laughs> so I think, yes, yeah. it's, yes. it's all in. There's it no is. super ego involved in that. No, it, it, it yeah, it is. I mean, I, um, I had a, a, a boss once that had a little boy. He was like two or three who was absolutely obsessed with feet. Like anyone, and he had a type, but like he had a, a teenage sister that would bring her friends over often. And he was always laying on the couch, um, rubbing their feet or at the bottom, like he'd lay on the floor on the carpet and their feet would be hanging over and he'd be like kind of tickling and just playing with their toes. He was three at the most. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, I don't think that was learned anywhere. You know, I think that was. That just he just came with it, so yeah, definitely. So, do we keep going with the mailbag? There's there's a few more here. We've got a few more. I don't know. What do you think? Could be going a bit long, but well, let's uh, okay. So, okay, how do you feel about the fact that content you create and enjoy is something that so many other people enjoy as well and feel positive about? And that was Mike, and that can definitely apply to you. Um, oh yeah. As a photographer, I create content, and as a promotion page operator, I provide and sometimes vaguely direct content, and I provide prompts for content. So I'm constantly, I'm involved in the creation of content in many ways. And And your page is very loved, so you do bring a lot of positivity and joy to people. I mean, and I also bring a lot of positivity and joy to the to the other models. Um, Yes. And if I didn't, I wouldn't be doing this. I don't make money off of it. I could express my fetish some other way, but I enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 
your your page is definitely one of the ones that brings joy to both sides fairly evenly you know is there a celebrity you would be okay with worshiping your feet marriage isn't an issue that was armageddon 15 okay not Um, addressed to me well uh, let's flip it to you is there a celebrity whose feet you'd want to worship i know we hmm. discussed um celebrities a little bit we had an entire episode about movies and we spent so much of it saying we didn't like Uma Thurman. <laughs> we we like you, Uma. We're you're let Quentin have your feet. You're cool. <laughs> not you're not my type foot wise. Um can I get hate mail from Uma? You know what? If we got hate mail from Uma Thurman, that would just be awesome anyway. Oh my god, it would. Oh she or she sent us pictures, right? <laughs> She She sent us pictures. I would I would put barefoot Uma Thurman pictures on my Instagram if she sent them to me, (laughs) even though they would be not my style whatsoever. Um so I mean the election episode we talked about, you know, um a few with the women's feet, and we discussed looking into the wiki feet and trying to find some good feet that we would like, but I never actually followed through. No, and I don't I can't say I have a celebrity foot crush. Um, is there a celebrity who's like toes you'd like to look at to find out what's really there? You know what I mean? Like if, if they said you can worship anybody's feet, you know, in Hollywood, who, who would you choose? Yeah. It's the thing that have to be somebody I'd want to, we'll go back to the safety of sexual question. I want to, it's got to be an interesting person and then we'll see if they got good feet or not. And even if they don't have the best feet, if they're really an interesting person that could. Well, let's assume they all have really good feet. Well, so my, um, my celebrity, I've always said, I want to meet this person in a hotel bar. Kind of use that as a litmus, litmus test for celebrities. Would you want to meet this celebrity in a hotel lobby, hotel bar kind of thing? Do you think they'd be interesting conversation, yada, yada? So one of my people on that list has always been, oddly enough, Bjork. Oh. And you look at Bjork and I kind of figure she's got cute feet. Yeah, I was going to say, she's absolutely adorable. I bet she has really cute feet. Yeah. So, um, well, so for me, um, the celebrity that I would be okay with him worshiping my feet, the truth is I would want it to be somebody that has a foot fetish. And, um, I've heard rumors that the rock has a foot fetish. Um, I've heard that rumor too. So if it were, maybe just from you though, (laughs) If it were true, I would want The Rock to worship my feet. Also because my husband has a man crush on him. Like, my husband has said he'd leave me for him. <laughs> and, I'm, and I was like, so you'd turn gay for The Rock? He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'd let him fuck me any which way. <laughs> Three-way orgy with The Rock at Annie's house. Yeah. The Rock, if you're listening... <laughs> And if you're right that he has a foot fetish, he might be scrolling for foot fetish podcast to listen to on the plane to his next shoot <laughs> as we speak. He is in our potential audience right now. Right. So, um, so The Rock, I drink your tequila. You should come suck my toes. That's what I'm going to say to The Rock. <laughs> 
So there you have it. Um, I think on that note, that might be where we end it. <laughs> and uh, we'll hold on to any questions we haven't hit. Maybe to- toss them randomly into other episodes. Got some good topics. Some we discussed and some we didn't. That'll come up in future episodes. Um, I don't know that we meant for this to be entirely done in one shot. But, you know, we guess we just kind of blew our load. Um, <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in to us in the new year. Uh, we love being here with you. We look forward to it again. Um, thank you all very much. And for those of you masturbating to our voices right now, you're welcome. Very welcome. <laughs>